Welcome to Senior Connect, a podcast by Okra. In this episode of Carolyn's Caregiving Connection, Carolyn Lookabill talks about five important things to always be mindful of at the end of each year in regards to personal health, finances, and more. Hi everyone, I'm Carolyn Lookabell, and welcome to this week's edition of Lantern Rays. We deliver unbiased, unopinionated, fact-based, purposeful information when you need it. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing at the Lantern of Chagrin Valley Assisted Living Community just outside Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm joined by my two other sister communities, Lantern of Madison and Lantern of Saybrook. We're all part of the Lantern Lifestyle Organization. You can learn more about us on our website at lanternlifestyle.com. Tonight, we're here to talk about a unique uh, topic that's of interest to many people at the end of the year, and that is the top five eligibility screenings, wellness checks, and reviews at the end of the year. You know, the last quarter comes, fall is here, we're getting ready for the holidays, but we don't want to lose sight of the fact that we need to do a little status update to see where we're at as we begin to plan for the new year. So what do we need to accomplish in order to get us to that fresh start in January? Well, we need to take a look at kind of the year in review and a status, as I mentioned. So the first eligibility screening topic that we're going to talk about tonight is just that, eligibility screening. You may have heard of a software package that's called benefitscheckup.org. This is available actually in a self-serve kiosk at many senior centers around the United States, and you may even find it at a library. Uh, You can also find it online. So it's benefitcheckups.org. And the program is really designed to help uh, you navigate through a whole lot, maybe thousands of different programs on the local, state, and federal level without having to call up agencies and make appointments and do all that kind of legwork. It does take about an hour to go through this program, but you're going to enter in information like your name, your birth date, your address, uh, all kinds of information about income, answering a whole lot of questions. And the idea is to let the software do the walking for you, if you will, and then give you a report that will let you know about programs that may be of interest to you and for which you may be eligible to receive a benefit. So that's the whole idea behind it. This could include things like at the local level, transportation services, home delivered meals, what's called chore services where they can come and help you winterize your home or pay for some repairs with very low cost loans from the government, the home energy tax credit, it's that kind of thing. And then at the state and uh, federal level, it could be programs like Medicaid, many of the veterans programs. So there may be something that's unique to your area and there may seem be some programs on a larger scale that you would like to know about. And this program, benefitscheckup.org, is the one you want to know about. Well, every county of the United States has an office on aging. We've talked about that in some of our past programs. So your office on aging has materials for you that would be very, very uh, interesting. And they are the first call you want to make. They're your gateway agency, if you will, to help you get started in um, accessing information about other programs that you may be eligible for. So one of the first things you want to do is connect to them to find out, is there a caseworker or someone who can help you either on the phone or coming to your house to again, answer some questions, ask some questions that will help determine if you're eligible for any programs. 
Maybe you already know about a program, you wanna know more about it, and you wanna see if you're eligible, that's the place to start. So that's your local area office on aging. You may also have a senior center connected to your county, and you should, so those are two good first steps. If you don't know the numbers, all you need to do is pick up your phone and dial 211. We already know that we dial 911 to get emergency services, right? And then we can dial 411 when we can get someone's phone number. But 211 is a national information and referral service number. So let's say you're thinking, I, I want to find out about the energy tax credit. I can't remember the correct name. I'm not sure who to call. I've heard about this veterans program, but I don't know how to get started. You call 211 and then you ask to get the phone number or get connected to your area agency on aging. And again, they're all throughout the United States. Every county has one. Now, many of them have not only trained staff to help you, but they also have information that'll help you. And I have a book here I want to show you. In the Northeast Ohio area, we have a book that's called the Older Adults Resource Guide. And it's printed every spring. It's a hard copy book, as you see, and you can get it hard copy mailed to your home. You could pick it up at libraries, hospitals, offices on aging, senior centers, wherever you can get to in these COVID times. Or you can call the phone number of the Western Reserve Area Agency on Aging, have one mailed to you. If you go to their website, they'll have one that you can download or just look at online. So you've got a lot of choices to access this. You can see that it's kind of a thicker book. And the great thing about it is anything you need to know about senior services, aging services, healthcare services, it's in this book. It also has some really great uh, descriptions, if you will, on topics like Medicare, Medicaid, what the difference is, how to apply, how to understand more, how to troubleshoot, how to get help when you need it. So in Northeast Ohio, you would want to call the Western Reserve Area Agency on Aging. But if you're outside Northeast Ohio, you can call your local Area Agency on Aging, and I bet they have something very, very similar to this book. So now our next area when we're thinking about that that we want to uh, focus on is health reviews. That's our second area. So the first one was eligibility. The second one is health reviews. Did you know that if you're over 45 and you just signed up for Medicare in this last year, that you were eligible for a welcome to Medicare physical? This is a once in a lifetime benefit. It's a very extensive physical. It includes a lot of screenings, a lot of tests, and big reviews so that you kind of have a starting point as you enter the Medicare uh, program to know where you stand physically and um, kind of get a baseline, if you will. So it's a great opportunity. It's only once in a lifetime, and you have to exercise that benefit in your first year of having Medicare. So if you have just gone on to Medicare in 2020 and haven't done that yet, make sure you take advantage of it. So you can either speak to your current physician or you can go to one of the major hospital systems and when you're making an appointment, say, I'm interested in the Welcome to Medicare physical, and they'll know just how to help you. Now, if you're over 65 and you're on Medicare, you've had the Welcome to Medicare physical, but you're past that first year, you also want to have an annual Medicare exam. And this is where your primary care provider, which could be a physician, could be a nurse practitioner, is going to do a review of all of your medications, they're gonna do a physical exam. They may do a cognitive exam to see where we are with memory. 
They may do some blood work and other tests like a chest x-ray. And then they're also going to do a review of your inoculations. You know, are you up to date on the flu shot? Everybody needs a flu shot, especially this year during our COVID uh, pandemic here. You want your immunity system to be in the best shape you can. Have you had your pneumonia vaccines? You know, that's something that we want to update every five to 10 years, depending on which one you've already had in the past. Have you had a shingle shot? It's actually a series, but the shingles uh, medication vaccines are really important because shingles is very, very painful. And uh, today, with so many of the young uh, children not getting vaccinated, we're more at risk than we might have been you know, five or 10 years ago. So the other thing is a tetanus update. So these are the kinds of things that your provider will talk with you about. Inoculations, a physical exam, any screenings, any routine tests. And they're probably also going to look at giving you something like um, a foot exam, especially if you're diabetic. You definitely want that. And possibly a retina exam. And now, if you don't get those from your regular physician, you can get the retinal exam from an optometrist. Maybe you wear glasses and you want to ask your doctor for that. They're probably checking for it already if you're in this age group. Or you may already see an ophthalmologist. If you do, again, especially if you're a diabetic, you want that exam because no one wants macular degeneration. And having these exams is our good, you know, first offense, if you will, uh, at not having to deal with that. Now, um, as I mentioned before, uh, the next area then would be for us the Medicare and insurance review. Let's say you have Medicare, but you're seeing some of the commercials on TV, you're reading a little bit about all these different plans and you don't know what they offer and how to get started. Medicare allows us one time a year to do a review of our own plan, look at all these other plans and make a change if we wish to. That is called the Medicare open enrollment period and it ends every year by the first week of December. So we're in that period right now. Now, if you're interested in knowing about some of these plans, the best way to get started again, call your senior center, call your office on aging. They will know about people in your area who are licensed insurance agents, whose job it is, is to be aware of all these programs, the eligibility, the benefits, and they're gonna actually sit down with you and help you review what your needs are. You may have particular pre-existing conditions. You may have certain medications that are uh, gonna be expensive. So you wanna look at the deductibles, the pros and cons of each plan, and then make your decision accordingly. You're not gonna pay anything at all for that service. The people who provide that service, the insurance agents, they're paid for by the plans. But the most important thing to remember is we only have until the end of that first week in December to do that review, take a look at any plan we have now, compare it to some of the other plans that are out there and available, and then make your best informed decision. Once you make that decision, you're stuck with that plan for the next year. So, you know, shop wisely if you can. Now, the other thing that you might want to think about is, you know, are there other health insurance plans that you may have? You could have prescription plans, maybe available from an employer. You could have supplemental insurance plans. You know, those are called Part B plans. You know, we've heard of companies like AARP, United Healthcare, uh, Medical Mutual. There are many, many plans. So you want to take a look at, again, not just Medicare, but any of those plans associated with your uh, overall health care coverages and, you know, is there a better plan for you? And it could change over time as we age, you know. So they're going to look at your health history, 
your pre-existing conditions, the medications you need, if you have chronic illness, all that kind of thing. But let that agent be the one that's going to help you make that consideration. The fourth area that's important to look at at the end of the year is veterans benefits and aid and attendance. If you're a veteran, you definitely want to take advantage of any programs that you're eligible for. Maybe when you were younger, you had the GI Bill to go to school. You might have had the um, VA loans to help you with your home, if you will. But as we age, there are even additional programs for us. You know, we have the accessibility of a VA clinic. You may have the VA hospital where you can get care. And you may also get prescriptions that are available at no cost or low cost to you. So you want to take advantage of knowing about those programs. Now, we said already before that every county has an area office on aging. Every county has a senior center that's they're aligned with. And every county also has a Veterans Services Commission. So the Veterans Services Commission is usually staffed by veterans. And their job is to speak with you, learn a little bit about your needs, find out about your service history, and help match you up with any programs that you might be eligible for. So aside from the traditional ones with the VA, they may even have uh, you know, local programs for you. In our area here, we have a food pantry just for veterans. We have some other services like transportation. So there may be unique things just to your general location. And then of course they have the federal programs that are part of the VA. The other thing that's uh, important to know about is aid and attendance. If you are a veteran who served in times of war, or your spouse was a veteran that served in times of war, you may be eligible for a special benefit called aid and attendance. So as we age, if we need more care, this is the program that can help us. It gives us up to $2,000 a month to help for care. So it's really an important program to investigate, especially if you have served in a time of war. So your local Veterans Services Commission, first stop shopping, if you need to find out more about it, They'll help walk through the whole process with you. It does require access to military, military records, so you'll have to either produce those or they'll help you find them online. Everything's on computer today. So that's a most important benefit for us to find out about. And as we kind of talk through some of these programs, remember the uh, most important thing then is to keep in mind, you know, we're trying to do that end of the year review get a status update, see if there's anything we need to tweak or take a look at, and is there anything that would be a benefit we haven't maybe known about in the past. Now, the next and last area is really the financial and legal review. So, number one, have you checked your credit rating? You know, we can get a, a free report from the three credit bureaus once a year. So that's something you want to do, just to make sure somebody hasn't accessed your account or taken advantage of you, you aren't a victim of somebody, uh, you know, getting a hold of your identity or something like that. So take a look at your credit rating, and you can do that with any of those uh, three credit bureaus once a year. And you can easily find out about that. Are your advanced directives up to date? This means your living will, your health care power of attorney. If you don't have forms and you haven't looked at this yet, you can get them at any hospital. Just call the main hospital number and tell them you'd like to get information about advanced directives. They'll certainly help you. Your area office on aging will do the same thing for you. If you have an elder law attorney, they may have already taken care of this for you. So if you have a health care power of attorney, you want to make sure that you have copies of it available. So it's not just that you've signed it and you know about it and you have the paperwork. 
But if you've named someone as your health care power of attorney, like a child, an adult child or a spouse, make sure they have copies and that they know about it. Make sure the hospital that you use frequently has copies of it so that there's no question about it. You may even have an important little paper file that you keep in the house of everything that's a, uh, an important document for you. That's a good place for those things. If you have a living will, this is very important. If something should happen to you where you were not able to speak for yourself in the moment, you would want to know that your wishes were going to be carried out. So that's an important document to have. And again, that could be something you've done through one of these agencies like the Office on Aging or perhaps your elder law attorney. So if you've done those documents, make sure there are copies and they're available to those that would step in and assist you if you were unable to speak for yourself. And it's typically your adult child, maybe even your spouse. Now, if you are uh, a person who has um, house insurance, homeowners insurance, car insurance, auto insurance, this is a good time to review those plans. You know, your local insurance agent should be able to take a look at your history. If you haven't made any claims, if you're at an older age, you're retired, um, you might want to look at your deductibles. Could you make some changes there? Will your rates be the same now that you're a little bit older, especially if you haven't had any claims? So by taking a review of especially auto insurance and homeowners insurance, you may find that you can save quite a few dollars. And that's going to be important to you. Every dollar counts when we get to this age, for sure. You want to take a look at, do you have a will? You know, if you have a will, has it been reviewed in the last five years? Or is it a will that was done 20, 30, 40 years ago? If it's a simple will, you may be okay, but it might be a good time to take a look at that will and freshen it up with a new look uh, and talk with your attorney or talk with your elder law attorney in specific. So take a look at that will and is that will recorded at your local courthouse? You wanna make sure that will is available and that your wishes are carried out should you pass away. Have you checked your passwords? Many of us today are doing banking online. We have our health insurance claims online. We may have our credit card information, all those accounts that we manage, even store accounts, even you know accounts that we use for um, you know colleges and clubs and all that kind of thing. Everybody today wants a password. It's important to take a look at, you know, should I change these passwords with any frequency? So most of us think about doing it at least once a year. So this is a good time to do that. You never want to have a password of 1234, A, B, C, D. You don't want to use your first name. You don't want to use your last name. And most importantly, you don't want to use your pet's name. I remember being at a conference and the previous speaker to me was a Secret Service agent. And he said, I think I can pretty much guess the password for everyone in this room. And we were, ah, that's hard to believe, sir. You know, there's probably 100 people in that room. And he said, how many of you use 1, 2, 3, 4, at least 10%? How many of you use A, B, C, D? Another 10%. How many of you use your pet's first name or your pet's name, I should say? Over 75%. So, uh you know, keep in mind that people that know how to crack passwords and get into your accounts, they know the tricks. So make sure you're using, you know, that capital letter and a symbol and a few other, you know, ways to kind of camouflage your uh, passwords. Sometimes it's a little hard to remember all those passwords because we have so many. You can get applications for your cell phone that lets you track your passwords. You can even get a hard copy little book like a telephone book and just write down the name of your individual accounts 
and the ID and the password for each one and just know that you're going to update it at least once a year. Make sure that that book, though, is also available to someone who would have to handle your affairs if you were unable to speak for yourself. Just think about the fact if you had an accident, God forbid, or you became ill, you're in the hospital, and someone has to pay your bills, someone has to check accounts, they're going to need that information. So make sure that you have that and it's handily available. Have you checked your Social Security account? You know, of course, every year we get a little um, increase, and I mean little when I say little. So when we get that increase, it's important for us to make sure that we've got a little double, t uh, double check of our account. Every year, you should get a letter from Social Security giving you your new amount. It'll come to you before the end of the year, but it doesn't hurt to go online and just check and make sure you've gotten credit for all the quarters that you worked and if you've had any payments, especially if you're kind of a fresh senior and you're still working. So you're going to have that formula you have to follow up until age 70 where we have to give back a little money when we're still working. So make sure all those numbers are kind of ducks in a row, if you will. Are you up to date with any uh, IRS or local taxes? You know, sometimes we get that property tax. We may have had some rebates or some credits. Make sure your uh, home tax, your like real estate tax is in the right uh, amount. It's what you think it should be. Make sure your taxes have all been applied appropriately if you've paid them quarterly. Just again, ducks in a row, making sure we're good to go. Then above from that, I would say, you know, one of the next areas for us in terms of, uh, you know, legal affairs would be checking your actual pension plan, uh, your 401k and your bank accounts. You know, are they where you think they should be? Um, have the correct deposits been made? Today, so many of these deposits are made automatically. So have those been made correctly? Your monthly income, maybe your pension, if you have annuities, if you have any interest payments, kind of just do a quick eye view and see if all of those have been taken care of. If you have uh, credit card balances, this is a good time to kind of take a look at, are they high? If they're high and hard to manage, is it time to call consumer credit counseling? They're available all over the United States. They have advice. They have plans to help you kind of not have the stress of having too many high balances. They'll probably put you on a plan where you will pay the highest balances with the highest interest first. You may also want to take a look at your existing credit cards first and say, am I eligible for some zero percentage cards? If you've got a good credit rating and you've been a good customer, you may be eligible for that. You might also be eligible to make that phone call and say, you know, I've been a great customer. I've paid my bills on time. I have a little bit of a higher balance right now. Can I skip a month or can I reduce my interest rate in some way? You know, go ahead and make that call. They can only say no, right? Okay, so now if you have limited financial resources and you're concerned especially about health care costs, you might want to investigate uh, a couple different things. Number one, if you've got a high bill that came from a hospital, you were hospitalized, you had some big tests, expensive things happening, flip that bill over and on the back side of that bill should be phone numbers that you can call that help determine whether you're eligible for special funds that almost every hospital has to help reduce the cost of care. So they may have a program you're eligible for. They may also give you the opportunity to convert that bill into a zero interest loan from a bank that's actually owned by the hospital. And that way you can spread out those payments over time. There's no interest and you're not in jeopardy with your credit rating. 
A lot of people think I can just pay $5 a month on this bill. I have a $20,000 bill maybe from a surgery or something happened to me and I'm going to pay $5 a month. That is a myth. You cannot pay $5 a month. Uh, you need to have a plan to pay off the charge, negotiate the charge down, or uh, again, have uh, an assistance program that will help you. So work with the hospital on that if it's a hospital bill. If you have a physician's uh, service that you're using and the cost is kind of high, you can also say, hey doc, what if I pay cash? Today, if you pay cash with physicians, they may give you a 10 or 20% discount. So it's worth it, especially with a dentist or uh, somebody having a specialty service, if you will, dermatology, plastic surgery, something like that. It's always worth asking the question. That's all we can say. If you're struggling to afford your medications, talk with your pharmacist. The pharmacists know about all the discount programs that are available across the country. We see commercials for them. There's GoodRx, there's OptumRx. You know, many of us get mail order medications, so we get that 90-day supply. If you're using generics, of course, that cuts the cost. You may only pay $10 for a month's supply of certain medications. But those discounts that are out there are all known to the pharmacist. So especially if you're taking a newer drug, that's still under the patent in that first seven years, they can be very expensive. Your pharmacist will know about any uh, rebate or discount or coupon available from the manufacturer, and your doctor may know. So ask your doctor. They may even have samples or they will have coupons for you. So never hesitate to ask uh, you know, anyone like your physician or your pharmacist for help in knowing about lower income medications, generic medications, or ways to pay for your medications. Now, the other thing you might want to think about is what if you need transportation to medical appointments? And that's a struggle for you. Again, your Office on Aging, your senior center may have some programs available to you from the county. But you may also find that if you're near a major hospital system and that's where you're receiving your care, they may have gone kind of high tech on us and they may have what's called Uber Health, which means they've contracted with one of these national groups uh, like Uber, and they're going to help arrange for your transportation and possibly even pay for your transportation. So be sure to ask about that if you're getting your care at a major hospital system. So tonight we've covered five areas of eligibility checks, wellness checks, and reviews at the end of the year. We talked about the eligibility screenings with the uh, benefitscheckup.org, uh, we talked about having those health reviews with your medical providers. Let's see where we're at. Uh, are we getting that physical that's part of Medicare every year? Are you getting those inoculations? Are you up to date, especially with flu shot this year? You know, uh, let's do a Medicare review while we're under that window for the new open enrollment. Are we in the best plan for us right now? Let's get that advisor to come in and review everything with us and help us make an informed decision. Let's look at all of our other insurances, our homeowner's insurance, our auto insurance, and actually your life insurance. Take a look at all those and see if there are any newer plans for you, if there's any benefit to having not made any claims in the last year or two. You know, what can we do to negotiate those rates a little bit lower and cut those premiums? Are you eligible for any veterans benefits? Make sure you're connecting to the Veterans Services Commission in your county if you're a veteran or were married to a veteran to learn about eligibility for any programs they have and let them help you. They have easier access to the military records than you may have and their whole focus is to help you learn and help you become eligible. And lastly, legal and financial reviews. Make sure you're on top of your money. 
Know that your money is deposited correctly. Know that your accounts are in good order. If you need assistance, that you can reach out to groups like Consumer Credit Counseling. You can ask for reductions in your interest rate. You can try to negotiate if you can. And then with your legal affairs, make sure those documents are up to date. That living will needs to be up to date. Your regular will needs to be up to date. Um, any of those powers of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, don't just review them, but make sure the people that you may have named to help you also have a copy and that any important documents are in a special place or they're on file at your local courthouse. If we can do all those things in this last quarter, we're definitely going to be in the best place possible to start the new year off fresh. So I want to thank you for tuning in again to Lantern Rays, our weekly program. Remember that it is recorded. It is also then on Facebook and our Lantern of uh, Chagrin Valley, Lantern of Saybrook, and Lantern of Madison Facebook pages. You can access it on demand at any time. It's on YouTube. It is also on LinkedIn. So just about uh, all avenues will lead you to one of the episodes of Lantern Rays. If you have an idea for us or a speaker, please reach out. You can send an email to us at info at lanternrays.com. Info at lanternrays.com. We welcome any questions. We're happy to review anything or provide assistance to you in learning more about any of the topics that we've talked about tonight. And we hope that uh, you will tune in with us over the next few weeks. We have some fantastic programs and topics coming up thanks to you. So as I said, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is healthy and happy aging to us all as we end this year. We look forward to our next edition of Lantern Rays. And until then, we send you our best for today and always. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit us at www.okra.com for more great content.